0: Please listen carefully.
1: I will say one very like underrated, not discussed enough benefit of this like working from home being sort of like under lockdown thing. I am constantly at the temperature that I would like to be at. Yeah. like very sorry to every like skinny bitch in an office that was constantly pulled uh, my ass was hot all of the fucking time okay and you guys can put on your blanket sweaters and you can live a better life i can only take off so much in a professional setting <laughs> what's up sisters welcome back to another episode of everyone and their sister my name is christina i'm natasha and i'm stephanie and welcome to our second episode only of 2021 uh it feels like it could have been 90 this one week has lasted about seven years so everything is pretty much tracking uh weirdly enough the years changing meant absolutely fucking nothing uh but you know it is what it is uh our episode this uh or this episode is going to be all about our most anticipated reads or watches of 2021 uh not that like who still looks forward to things i certainly don't know uh who who has hope in their hearts who has the ability to consider that like there's a future and things might happen in it you know who's to say but this was a little bit of consistency it felt perhaps comforting in these trying times to come back to this topic but before we get into it too much how how are you guys doing how's your week going
0: with everything
2: i've aged 10 years in this past 7 days <laughs>
0: It does. Yeah, it definitely feels like I've aged. Uh, I do think I think you guys probably witnessed a bit of this, but I definitely lost my mind last night, like, (laughs) might have actually lost it. I think it was just too much when Christina sent like the Olive Garden Sean Hannity lost his pasta for life coupon. I just (laughs) I absolutely cried. I was in tears i'm getting tears right now guys <laughs> <laughs> thinking about it it's just it's too much for me i can't handle it my mind is it's gone it's gone i don't know how i'm gonna go from here we can only live one day at a time now
2: <laughs> there's a plus tiktoks constantly being created constantly about all these topics then uh, i i've lost three hours a night just being like i'm gonna keep going I think I will say I
1: think my favorite thing about an evening where Nat is like, oh, I think I lost my mind is like, even though the reason you were losing your mind is off of the back of, you know, just like a light attempted coup in the States, like MBD, not a huge deal. Like, it's not that, you know, it's not that deep. Uh, And then a series of truly absurd and wild events that would follow. But it's also like the energy is not that different from just like a regular Saturday night night that like maybe had a drink, maybe she took like an edible. She was like, "It's cool, I'm having like a chill night." And then it's like two thirty a.m. and we get like crying Snapchats from her, or she ate a how much she loves pizza. us,
0: or I ate. Oh damn! Without <laughs> any <And, aid>. laxative <laughs> and
2: didn't take her laxatives. <laughs> Chaos. <laughs>
0: It was nice to lose my mind because of not me.
2: <laughs> I mean that's, that's fair. fair. I also think I said I was like I think I'm losing my mind yesterday so we're all on the same level.
1: There's only so like you can't read the sentence. Olive Garden has revoked Sean Hannity's lifetime pasta pass without losing your mind a little bit,
2: you know? Did we did we find out that that was fake? No, that is real is it i saw that it was fake i need someone to confirm
0: like did they did they send it out in like an email is it like on their website i think, I think like, someone I made it up I, I didn't even bother to check honestly because i was like i purely i believe this so fully hold on let me check
1: i also i'm not gonna lie i thought it was real
2: no olive garden did not revoke his life damn it damn it yeah, I okay you
1: need to know that <laughs> you know what makes me sad about that one, it was hilarious I wish it was true. two, I waffle back and forth on Olive Garden between like the food is garbage truly it's it's absolutely terrible, but it also gets ragged on more than it probably deserves, considering like. We don't really have Olive Gardens here, but we have Eastside Mario's. And I'm like, sometimes you just need endless pasta for $12, okay? Sometimes that's your Wednesday night, okay? Happy hour drinks, $3. Like, that's just the world you're living in. So, like, I feel like it gets ragged on a little bit. So I was willing to be like, I support the OG yesterday. And then to find out that they did not <laughs> re- re- revoke Sean Hannity's
2: lifetime foster
0: pass. <laughs> I'm so sad about it. I didn't want to know the truth. I'm mad
2: now. I'm oh, sorry. Did I, did have I told you guys the time that I made my friend laugh so hard at Isai Mares that she puked on the table? <laughs> <laughs> and then the waitress cleaned it up with napkins thinking it was just spilled water oh, or like you in the tower we were, in, we were like what in middle school we were shy. i'm like oh, no She took it away i cried laughing i, I really hope you guys skipped your well i couldn't tell you because i don't remember any i don't remember how old i was i'm sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> this week is just a fever dream i don't even know recording is going to be like like who what is happening who is what what is where will we live long enough to read or watch any of the things we're going to talk about today whom's to say
2: i don't know nothing
1: is guaranteed but i think on that note let's roll into it Steph, assuming uh we live to see tomorrow (laughs) what is your most anticipated thing of 2021
2: I was like hoping I could pick a TV show, but then I was like, there, w- there was no filming going on last year. So what big TV shows would I know that would be coming out? So I couldn't pick that. I think I would have said Bridgerton season two, but that's not going to happen for a while. Then I- And then I was like, why is Sarah J. James coming to my head? <laughs> full of shame? Number one, that that would come first up into my brain because it's the long awaited story about Cassian and Nesta this is why tiktok has infiltrated my brain because somehow i'm on book talk and that's all they talk about is this supposed romance coming soon but so but no i'm not gonna pick that because i don't think i'll ever come back from that from the shame (laughs) but i was scrolling through twitter yesterday and i saw the cover for so many beginnings a little woman remix which is about four young black sisters come of age during the american civil war a warm and powerful ya remix of the classic novel little woman by national best-selling author bethany c morrow and she had just written uh i think it came out song last year below. a song below water yeah, yeah it was good i read it so that's what i'm interested in for some reason i'm really into little woman and i need more and that's all i gotta say because that's all i know Oh, I'll, okay. I can give the descriptions. I can give this. So Meg, a teacher who longs to find love and start a family of her own. Shocker. Joe, a writer whose words are too powerful to be contained. Shocker. Shock again. Beth, a talented seamstress searching for a higher purpose. Amy, a dancer eager to explore life outside her family's home. Color me intrigued. I'm
0: wondering if this, um, like, following, like, the Greta movie or whatever if this is going to be exploring more of like a race relations type of thing or no or if it's just going to be like a fantasy world where everything's fine
2: <laughs> I don't think so because it's a black people have begun building a community of their own a refuge from the shadow of the old life so I'm assuming we're going to have more exploration deeper explorations of race in America also I don't read a lot about American Civil War um, so relevant today who who to thought Who'd have thought?
1: I highly recommend anyone listening go check out this cover because I do think, mm-hmm. I, you know what, all of the illustrated romance covers are so cute and I get that it's a lot better for a lot of like... Um, poc and like black romances and queer romances when they're illustrated because then it's not like trying to find some stock photo that doesn't yeah. exist of two people that look like what you've written in the book i love that the cover for this book is for actual women i love that there was clearly a photo shoot for it and the cover just like the outfits like i genuinely mm-hmm. don't care for the like Costuming of that period of time in America, but this one with the hair and like everything, it was, I loved it so much. I love that cover. Yeah. It stopped me in my tracks. I was going through Twitter. I was super into
2: it. And I like that it's a remix. Like, I haven't seen anything called a remix in a while, or if at all. Maybe I'm just like th- slow on the YA. I don't know. I haven't read YA in a while. <laughs> yeah. But it comes, okay. September 7th comes out. Transcendent cover, the author says. And I agree.
1: That's a long ass wait, September. Damn.
0: I didn't know. I didn't know. <laughs> I know she was trying to do her cover reveal, like the day the Capitol got stormed, mm. and she was like, "Of course it would happen the day of my cover reveal." And I was like, "Oh, Bethany, <laughs> we'll still give it all the attention and love." Yeah, I'm pumped. Can't wait. Oh, I will also quickly jump into.
1: Um, I recommend also following uh, the author's Twitter.
2: Yeah,
1: it's a good Twitter. She's oh, it's yeah. a good Twitter feed.
2: Bethany so Morrow, right? Yeah, Bethany C. Morrow.
1: I get everyone's name wrong because every single time someone on Twitter changes their display name,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, "Who is this?" Oh yeah, and like sometimes it'll just be for Halloween, but I'm like, I don't know people enough. Like, uh, just keep as long as everybody's icon is the same all the time. Uh, I say, even though the eats icon just changed regularly. <laughs> uh, i like, oof, I'm I'm out of my depth. I'm old now, and I don't have a memory. But Nat, have you pulled up your stuff? <laughs>
0: i have pulled up my stuff i like i really didn't need to pull it up because like w- when we first thought of this <laughs> topic i was like well there's only one book i've been thinking about for 2021 i can't think beyond this book it's the only one i care about comes out june 1st by the way for everybody interested it's called the other black girl by Zakia harris um uh, zakia used to be like a publishing professional so like this was like a big deal when it came out in like the publishing industry that her book was bought she sold this book by the way for six figures which yeah, i was just like it, that's crazy especially for like a black author like it's almost unheard of um the book initially was marketed as get out meets younger or as christina was arguing better to say get out means the devil wears prada even though it's in the publishing industry but whatever it says, when I looked
1: it up, it said, meets Devil Wears Prada. And I was yeah. like, oh my God, I'm into this. Add it to my to-read list immediately. You then said Younger. And listen, I understand exactly why someone would say Younger. But for the quality that I'm already assuming this book will bring, 100% Devil Wears Prada. I This is not what this is about. But one day I will bitch about Younger on this show. <laughs>
0: Anyway, so for those who don't already know or haven't already heard about this book and like know everything about it, it is described as a cheeky blend of horror and suspense and cultural commentary, which we obviously expect because of the get out comparison. It's about a young black assistant at a publishing house who is initially excited But then is kind of like thrown off when another young black colleague joins um, the publishing team. And so like the, the novel itself puts an uncomfortable spotlight on microaggressions and racism that many people of color say continue to be a staple of the publishing industry. Which I talk about a lot. Probably not on this podcast. I don't know if we've talked about it because we all three of us have been in the publishing industry at some point
2: um you're free to say anything now is that (laughs) i I don't know i'm I'm free to say
0: anything now i don't work in the publishing industry anymore i've I've never been the one to say
1: i'm not gonna say things i didn't like about a book because i work in publishing i'm always like indie
2: publishing is there people it's the better option
0: I, okay, I basically, like, not to, like, make this about who I used to work for, but I basically worked for Evil Corp, and so, (laughs) I I know. Did they make you sign an NDA? Are you free to talk as you would like? (laughs) They did not make me sign an NDA, but I did send out stuff about, like, socials and, like, what I'm allowed to say and what I'm not allowed to say as an employee. No longer an employee. I can say whatever the fuck I want
1: (laughs) I will say they almost definitely made you sign an NDA when you started.
0: Oh yeah. When I but
1: started. <laughs> that's not about complaining. That's just about trade secrets. So. That's true. That's true.
0: I'm, I won't say no. You know what? Whatever. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah. So I complain about the publishing industry a lot because I am passionate about it. Um, and I think what's like really interesting about the story is it obviously is very much based in Zakia's own life because she was a publishing assistant. And as she like grew in her job and whatnot she just kind of like didn't feel a connection in her job and was like i don't know if i want to be working on books or if i want to be writing the books so she left her job eventually but thought it was really funny when she talks about like how she came up with the idea and it was like she was in the washroom or something at uh, so she used to work at penguin Ran- random house um and she was like in the washroom washing her hands and she saw another black girl come out of a stall and was just like thrown <laughs> and just like who is this woman? Why don't I know her? And it's just like, what's <laughs> happening? Why? And then she was just like, why am I so thrown off by this? And then she's like, oh, it's because of like the way this industry has made us. Like we literally know every other person of color at the industry, like in our own company. Not even just like the industry. Sometimes it can be a little bigger, but like it's a very like close knit community. Like I usually know people at another company that are people of color, unless they're like new employees that I wouldn't have met along the way. But that's how tight the industry is. And she's talking about like how like the weird feeling of that made her feel and like how disconcerting it was. And obviously this is where the cultural commentary part comes in, but just like loved, loved every bit of that and just like imagining her reaction to that. But she said that like it was a really positive experience because, so this is like really important to know if. If you've been on the internet recently, like anytime during the summer even, there was a a huge movement of like hashtag publishing paid me and it was like all about the advances that authors get. And what was like really important about that was people were arguing that white authors got more because there was more of like a precedent for like the topic or genres of their books, which is some kind of fucking bullshit. Like the fact that like even like, authors of color were arguing for that I was like no no you can you can make it work and like the thing about this book is there was no precedent for this book like the comparisons are for like a tv show and two movies and stuff like that so like there wasn't like another book to compare to for this book what they did to like what the, I believe the agent did to argue like, the interest for this book and, like, get all these, like, she got, like, 14 offers on this book, by the Ooh. way. So, like it was, like, a huge deal. I know. A huge deal. The thing was the American Dirt scandal happened right before this book got bought. <laughs> right so the precedent mm-hmm. was there was enough of a reaction in the public to American Dirt that it could be a case of interest for this book they used that to sell this book for six oh, figures and I was like love it. if they can do that you can do that with any other fucking book that doesn't have quote-unquote a precedent and that's why I really I love the story of this book just like how it was bought everything about this book fascinating <laughs>
2: yeah well since she worked in publishing usually when you read a publishing book you're like that's not how that works so I'm excited to see her representation of it so it's like that's why it's like really exciting to see like from her perspective because you know it's going to be
0: realer than like other publishing professional books because like I've read Mm -hmm. other publishing people write about publishing and it's like no but you were like at the top so you didn't really do the work (laughs)
1: So you don't know what it's like i feel like that's also a good reason to say, away like i'm gonna say younger not a good comp because younger also clearly does not know how publishing fucking works
2: i'm always interested when people write books about publishing and the and i'm like well, didn't the editor tell you like that's not how it works but you let it slide like i'm always curious how that works okay let's be real editors
0: that are like actual editors don't really know how publishing works either <laughs> 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 i'm allowed to say these things now <laughs> But
1: I also feel like it's probably like in TV shows too, where like writers don't always write what writing is actually like. It's like you romanticize your own thing. And it's like, bruh, nobody wants this. Just say it like it is. So I'm excited to read this. I also, when I was reading the description, it's funny you say that there's no comp because the description immediately reminded me of When No One is Watching, but that also only just came out last year. Mm-hmm. And that was the uh that was such a good thriller book where like the premise Is like it's got a very classic thriller vibe to it of like an invasion kind of aspect to it, but it's really about like gentrification in New York and it just takes this turn that is like wildly unexpected but so well done. And I like that one just got me like the taking the classic thriller. But just layering on different perspectives that you haven't seen in the horror and thriller genre that much before, because pe- publishing has not published those books, mm-hmm. it was so good. It was easily one of the best thriller reads I've read in a while. Um, so I'm super excited for this one. I added it to my two read list immediately.
0: There's, like, something about it. Like, it, we saw it in Get Out too. Like, all of it, yeah, sure, it's kind of, like, creepy and whatever. But as soon as a cop walks in, everybody's like, everyone gasps. Something so chilly. Like, I think we talked about this with, like, something that wasn't even about, like, a cop. What was it? I think it might have been a TV show. But, like, a cop walks into the scene and there's, like, one black dude. And, like, everybody's just, like, tense that whole moment. Even though it wasn't about that. It definitely was about that. Like, <laughs> like it, it like, just somehow, like, it became, you're just like, no, no, no. I can't. I can't watch this if this, like, if something crazy happens. Always chill. But also, if you can check out this cover, it is mm-hmm. beautiful both the UK and US versions. They're gorgeous. Um, I can't wait to have it on my shelf. I should pre-order it now since it's probably available to pre-order. Everybody should pre-order it. When is the release date? June 1st. And Christina, what's your most anticipated?
1: All right. So I am going to break my own rules in this one. And I'm going to start off with a little bit of a shout out or most anticipated and the reason why I didn't pick this as my actual most anticipated pick is twofold one it's a tv show and you can anticipate a tv show to actually be released in 2021 like very reasonably there's no reason to believe that anything even being edited right now might actually come out this year so it's like very up in the air so I don't feel like it's a good pick but also I'm very sad to say it's a Ryan Murphy release And as somebody who has watched so many Ryan Murphy shows and movies now at this point in my life, at this point, I can only classify it as like a type of self-harm. Like I need some kind of like hotline, some kind of like 1-800 number to help me through this. Because every time I and at this point, it's sad because now I go into it knowing I'm not going to be happy, but I still go into it. Hollywood, Ratchet, every single thing he does. Even stuff that I don't know that he's done, they're like, oh, we're making this musical. And I'm like, oh, I want to see that. And then I find out it's a Ryan Murphy production. I'm like, here we are again in this life. And this fucking year, the next American Crime Story was set to come out, which is American Crime Story Impeachment. And arguably, American Crime Story is probably the best of all of his series. And that's likely because, one, it's, anthology. it's an anthology. And two, he, ha- like, again- very limited number of seasons it's this is only going to be its third season and i think that's why it's good if we were talking if this was season seven of american crime story i don't think we would be having this conversation (laughs) but the assassination of Giovanni giovanni versace was quite good so i'm still excited for this but i'm excited for this one for the specific reason that it's called impeachment and it's about the impeachment of bill clinton and specifically they got monica Lewinsky to come on as a producer and I love the energy of this so mm-hmm. much that she, you know, has gone from basically being a punchline and a joke. Like what happened to her was horrible, but nobody had, or not nobody, but media and like largely people did not have the language or the empathy to be able to say anything about her except to make her punchline of a joke or to turn her into the aggressor and him the victim. So now, years later, her coming out and being like, oh, You know how people kind of, like, forget that you were impeached? You know people kind of, like, look back on you fondly? Yeah, guess what? We're going to 2021 you. And we're (laughs) going to make a show about all the things you did. And we're going to really highlight how you were the president and I was an intern. And that's fucked up. Mm -hmm. So I love that for her. And I love it for everybody who gets to watch it. Because I love the idea that, like, anyone who's ever been on the hands of somebody, like, honestly, predatory and manipulative. Uh, you can be responsible for the story that gets told at the end of the day. Love this energy. But it's Ryan Murphy. uh, And also it's a TV show for this year. So like, who's to say what's going to happen with that? But I highly recommend keep an eye out for it in 2025. Did they cast anyone? Uh, There is some cast. Sarah Paulson obviously is going to be in it. Um, They cast Beanie Feldstein, who is, um, she's one of the duo from Booksmart. Who's she gonna play? Monica Lewinsky. Oh,
0: oh oh my god, a baby, a baby (laughs) Lewinsky.
1: Oh my god, I'm gonna feel so bad for her. As you should. She was a like 20 year old intern when this happened. This is why I'm excited for this when it eventually comes out, y'all.
0: uh so yeah, a lot of they actually were filming and then they stopped. Um, if also people should really follow Monica Lewinsky on socials too. She's fucking hilarious mm. and she like responds to trolls as well um also i was gonna say i realize probably american crime story does really well because it's based in true stories so you can't go that wild <laughs> and like he even picks some of the most wild
2: stories yeah but like he has to be limited in his wildness i feel like Ryan Murphy shows always have a really great premise and then that's where it falls apart like yeah what was exactly. the the sorority one oh scream queens. queens that was a great premise i oh, love yeah. that
0: it was good for like a whole season and then it was just like bye <laughs> i got
2: confused about what it wanted to
1: do this is how he hurts me every single time because even before i know it's a ryan murphy show it's a show that i'm interested in and then he has the audacity to put his name on it and i'm like god damn it ratchet i'll never get over because wow that really sucked like, that was such a way to, like, write a check you really could not fulfill with that one, particularly mm-hmm. given the, like, cast that you had. Maybe I have just picked this show at this point. Like, I was going to talk about a book, but, like, <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I've just picked this show, basically. But it it also, if you haven't had a chance, honestly, watch The Assassination of Giovanni Versace. Like... I still think back to I was a fan of Darren Chris when that show came out. Like I already liked him because I liked him from Glee and I liked him from the Potter musical. Like I liked him from a lot of things. I just thought he was like a dumb little nerd and I enjoyed him. But never had I ever been like, oh, this man is an actor. I was like, this is just like a goofy boy playing variations of himself. And I love him. And then in the assassination of Giovanni Versace, he genuinely, like, he came for that role. He did a great job. And I was like, oh, am I maybe, like, justified in my liking of you? Because you're- <laughs> like, is that what's happening here? It's very surprising. It's normally the other way around. You find out things like that.
2: It's always interesting to me it. who he picks to continue on in his stories. Like I'm like, there's clearly like clearly his favorites of who he's like worked with and enjoyed working with in the past, and then he brings them each back. So then I'm like, who didn't he bring forward? Though I'm looking at you.
1: Darren Criss though was also a really special case because I mean I I do think that he liked Darren Criss because on Glee, Darren Criss is a fucking moneymaker. Like yeah. once there was a reason they ruined that show, and it was because if they kept making Darren Criss make music, they were gonna keep fucking cash. In on those songs. So they ruined whole I could go on this forever. They ruined whole storylines because of this, okay? But I do, I don't actually know if he would have kept going with him if it wasn't for the fact that the um the person that murders Giovanni Versace, the way that he looks so much like Darren Chris. Yeah. The way that they are like they look so 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 similar. And even Darren Chris talking about how like He appreciated being able to play a role, even though it was a low murderer, somebody who was also half Filipino. Mm -hmm. Like, and then possibly one of the reasons they look very similar is like also their background is very similar as well. So, like, he really appreciated being able to play outside of him. And then the next role that he's cast in with Ryan Murphy is Hollywood, where he specifically is once again a half Asian, uh, but white passing. Uh, like film director, and like his role in that show is specifically navigating that. Like, I don't know if Darren Chris is in Hollywood. If Darren Chris didn't look exactly like the dude that killed Versace,
2: interesting, interesting. Yeah. Well, my favorite, my favorite Ryan Murphy is American Horror Story: Coven. To this day, I'm like, that's my favorite thing you've ever done because I haven't watched anything else. The politician that came out two years ago was shit. I'm about that still because it had everything there. Why was se- why was season one a prologue? Can someone tell me? Like, I didn't need that one season.
1: That's honestly probably his. I don't want to say his worst. I would say it's the oh, no, the normal heart. Okay, I don't know what that is. So yeah, that's his <laughs> the normal heart. And that's that's different from the new normal, which I believe he was in charge of both of them. The new normal was a TV show with Andrew Rinaldi about, like, a gay couple who adopts a baby, I think. The uh, Normal Heart was based on a true story about, oh, oof, the fight, like, uh, basically gay life in, like, the 80s and as, uh, like, the AIDS epidemic was sort of ramping up and, like, protesting and that kind of stuff. But Mark Ruffalo is the lead, and I do not understand oh. any of the decisions Mark Ruffalo made in that movie. I could like I said, self harm, but I will absolutely <laughs> be watching uh, impeachment. And I recommend I recommend both of the American Crime Story ones. The casting is always very surprising, but genuinely yeah. very like it. It really it really works out. It's definitely his best series of them all for sure.
0: Yeah, even like yeah, like even like the the OJ one was good that one
1: yeah that one was well good and again it, that one was a very surprising one of not really expecting anything and then when you first hear the cast like i can't remember is it um it's the guy from friends david yeah. Schwimmer? oh yeah that... david Schwimmer as kardashian that was always when you're like what the fuck but when you're watching it you're like oh you might you were you were the right she, for this. Okay, he also looks kind of like him so like the whole time i was just like damn okay What I think is really funny, too, is a lot of people think American Crime Story is canceled because it's been it's a really long time between different seasons. And this man has said, Ryan Murphy, violence chooser that he is, has said that he really wants to make a season. And I can't remember what the crime is, but it is somehow related to the weather. And he's like, so I literally cannot film that season until I can film it at the exact right time of year. Where the weather is perfect for me to be able to film this particular crime and i just want to say ryan murphy have you watched any of your other stuff why is this the hill you're willing to die on sir i do not understand oh,
0: doesn't he always film in like california anyway and it's like it's only one weather there <laughs> i have yeah. genuinely
1: no idea i i'll i i can not remember what it is to be fair when he says it I'm like, I get, like, why you think that. But surely you could fake this. You know what I mean? Um, but I would, I, I have to find out which crime it was again. I think it was some, like, environmental
0: thing. But the web, So, like, maybe snow? Yeah, but, like, you can just fake snow. Like, you fake snow in everything. They don't even have real snow in Christmas movies. Like, why the fuck would you? Maybe <laughs> yeah, it's not good enough. Oh, 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 oh! Based on the
1: aftermath of Hurricane Katrina... The crime was going to be about basically like what the government did and did basically or did not do rather. He's waiting for a hurricane. I don't know, man. He's, he was like, the weather needs to be right.
2: Maybe even like political climate weather or some shit.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, no, no. The man means weather. Oh, literal. Okay. And like, there's an element there of like, they have to be able to film at the right time of year. So he has to be able to get all his faves ready to go, oh, you know? yeah. This is the story the man's trying to tell, okay? <laughs> and when you hear that story, do you not think, yeah, I want Ryan Murphy telling you that? If Monica Lewinsky was not involved in this season, I would never watch this. Actually, that's a lie. I probably would end up watching it because again, he pulls me in. Who's playing Bill Clinton? Uh, I think it's Clive Owen. I could be wrong, but I think that's who he's cast as. I
2: don't know
0: sorry
1: what yeah I, I like i said i could be wrong he could be cast as somebody else
0: but i know he's been cast for this and i'm I'm I mean, pretty sure it he's isn't. a very charmingly handsome looking man so wow. like i get it but like wild and
1: i think sarah paulson must be clinton then like hillary oh, I, I buy that 100% of hillary yeah. <laughs> she's a hillary so we're already talking about uh meryl streep playing um I forget her name, Nancy Pelosi in the eventual movie that will come out two years from now about the events that took place this week. And I'd like to say you're incorrect, Christine Baranski. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 1,000%. Like, don't get me wrong. Meryl could do it. Meryl can do anything. But Mm -hmm. why would you not get Christine Baranski? Because honestly, Ryan Murphy is gonna be the one that ends up making that fucking movie, so you might as well get Christine Bransky and then we can go balls to the wall,
2: <laughs> American Crime Story season seven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like so excited. Beanie uh, Feldstein is Monica Lewinsky. Like, I know. Uh, I like. I think that's kind of perfect too. I'm I'm excited to see that.
1: Also, Beanie Feldstein is she's like a delight. I yeah. feel like yeah. I, after Smart, I was just super into those two. So I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I do want to give a quick shout out. The book I was going to pick was One Last Stop by Casey McQuinston. I We got so into America CrossFit. I'm glad, you know what? At the end of the day, I'm always going to be, I'm glad we've talked about that. But I do want to say uh, One Last Stop, which is, it's not a sequel, but Casey McQuiston is the author of Red, White, and Royal Blue, which I think is a fantastic romance book, which I have in recent history fought to tell people is a good romance book when they disagreed with me and I was like here's why you're emphatically incorrect in that that opinion uh I think that's a great one this is her follow-up book it's another queer romance but this time it's with two women it's got a time slip element it takes place almost entirely in a New York subway I had a chance to read it this year and I just never really got around like I just didn't get a chance to like sit down and actually read it through NetGalley so I'm actually perfectly fine to physically go out purchase, a, well, not physically, but you know what I mean, uh, purchase an actual copy of this book when it releases in May, which I believe it's uh May 1st or May 6th of this year. So look it out at the beginning of I May.
0: Think, I know, actually, I think she argued that it said online it was May, but it's actually June 1st. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was weird. Actually, you know what, I do actually vaguely
1: remember that happening. So June 1st,
0: uh, pick up One Last Stop and also um the other black girl yeah same day pick them up together because they're both going to be fantastic i actually did read one last stop and it's it is really really good it's really well it's much i feel like it's much longer than red white and royal blue but i could be wrong i will say red white and royal blue actually
1: longer than you think it is because when you read it it reads very quickly if you have taste
2: i've said red white and royal blue i thought was too long
0: you're wrong one last stop though a really funny i think you guys know this when i started reading it i didn't know it was a time slip because i don't like reading the description of books apparently before i start reading them so i went in and i was like what is happening (laughs) like i lost my mind
1: i find this hilarious because like i won't watch a trailer which i i understand the idea that your version of that is you won't read the book description but you will watch a trailer
0: Wow, to me. I know. I can't help it. With trailers, they're just like so short. I could just, I mean, I guess book descriptions oh, are book description short. Is two paragraphs. <laughs> well, I do both. So
1: <laughs> there we are. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode. um As a reminder, my pick for my most anticipated of 2021, which might actually end up coming out in 2022, is Impeachment, an American crime story. Mine was The Other Black Girl by
2: Zakiya Harris. And mine was So Many Beginnings, a Little Women remix. By Bethany C. Morrow. Woo.
1: Thanks so much for listening. Uh, you can let us know what books are you super interested for this year? Are you interested in anything this year? Like, do you still have the ability to feel joy and hope and anticipation? Please let us know on both our Twitter and our Instagram at EatsCast. You can also follow us on Pinterest at Everyone and Their Sister Pod. Uh, I'm on Twitter all the time now, just constantly doom scrolling. So please engage with us there so I can talk about something that isn't horrible.
0: I was going to say, tell us what brings you joy.
1: Yes. Oh my god, please. <laughs> please.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the no
1: joy would be I, it's just an emotion I just forget, guys. I just don't remember <laughs> it at all. Thanks so much for listening. That's everything from us. Bye. Bye. Bye.
2: What's What's the music? I can't... <laughs>
0: music credits by <laughs> <Porva>. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Excuse me. And Jazahard. Please
0: listen carefully. <laughs> it's like <laughs> But does he still get the breadsticks? <laughs>